0: So hopefully. I'm, oh yeah, yeah. Is that, is right is that your go-to the- uh, fast food joint? there's one very close to where I live, and it's not great living next to Taco Bell because I try to keep healthy stuff in the fridge and all mm-hmm. that. And then it's like, oh, I'm really hungry. There's nothing cooked. I can just walk 30 seconds to be at Taco Bell. So it's, it's 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 great, and it's not great at the same time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the few times when I've tried to eat healthy when it comes to Taco Bell, I usually <laughs> is it a Power Bowl or something. Oh like yeah, that? yeah, 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 yeah. I stick. With it's the not the best thing I've eaten, taste-wise, but it's you know, if I'm yeah, just it is how of, it's
0: lettuce and meat and and all that. You can't go wrong.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, just like Chipotle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're listening to this and you've caught the tail end of us talking about fast food, then mm-hmm. uh, you'll know who my guest is today. He's making his anticipated return to the challenge on October 25th. Mr. Corey Lay, how you doing, sir? Hey, hey! I am so excited to be
0: here. This is the very first challenge interview i'm doing for battle for new
1: champion and i'm happy i'm sharing it with you so thanks for having me well i'm glad to be sharing it with you as well because i mean we talked about this off the recording you and i have followed each other for probably closer to the better part of two years and we kind of have been wanting to make this happen and uh, this seems to be the right opening to do so Um, perfect timing let's get this get this steamship
0: steamship rolling for the season and uh (laughs) it's gonna be a good one gonna be very fun and new and fresh
1: yeah, well, that, I mean, that's a good, probably, way to start off. Has mm-hmm. the, uh, how are you feeling heading into this in terms of, like, has the uh, anticipation set in yet for you? Like, do you have a healthy amount of trepidation? Are you nervous? What are the f- emotions, feelings heading into Premiere?
0: Yeah, it's so interesting because on uh, Spies, Life, and Allies, you know, very first season, I come in gung-ho, things are going amazing, and then I end up not staying as long as I want to, and I feel like I disappointed myself and all that, and so, like, even before the season started, going into this one, I felt like I had a lot of pressure on myself to prove it to myself. Like, am I a challenger? You know, I never won a challenge. I won an elimination, thankfully, and then I lost one. But it was like I never got to go through the challenge thing. Um, and so, going into the season, I had a lot of nerves. Now I also have a lot of nerves too because it's just like, I don't know. You're like it. It's when you're there, it's your whole world, and then you get off the show. And you kind of want to separate yourself from it because it's like, I just lived this thing, um, hopefully as long as I wanted to and I don't go home you know, early again. Uh, and it's just like, now I have to relive it. And it's like, I'm sure I made mistakes. I'm sure there's things that I won't be happy seeing. I'm sure there's things that maybe other people won't be happy seeing that I'm doing. And it's like, it's a lot of nerves, but a lot of excitement because I've been waiting for my second season since I left Spies, Lies, and Allies. And I finally got the second chance now, and I'm just, like, I'm hoping that I'm able to live up to my own expectations and also anyone else's expectations of me. So there's, there's like, a lot of mixed feelings, I think, with this season starting.
1: Yeah, what, what does that process, though, look like? Because I do talk to a lot of cast members about, like, exiting the show yeah. is, like, could be very difficult for them because it's, like, when you're in that 24-7 bubble environment yeah. of, like, all these cameras following you around, you know, like, yeah. it, it, it's such a drastic change to then be kind of plucked back into your normal day-to-day life mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. some people, they might not have anybody around. So it's yep. like, oh my God. Yeah, I'm one of those people. So I, I live alone. I have my
0: cat. It's just me in my condo. And to go from a house where, you know, there's 24 of us on the cast and then there's obviously the crew and the producers and all that. For... Even being there for one day, that's more people than I'm around probably in weeks at a given time when I'm just here in Seattle, because I'm kind of a homebody. I play board games with my friends, but I don't go out and do a bunch of like wild things. So for me, it feels a little bit refreshing, and then it also just feels really kind of like weird and empty when you come home. But for me, it's kind of in a good way, because I get, um, I don't know, overwhelmed when I'm around a lot of people. And to just go home and have silence when I want it to be silent is amazing. And I separate myself from like the challenge. I didn't talk to anybody for weeks from the season. I was not responding to texts from my friends. I was just like, leave me alone. I was just around a bunch of people, I need my space. And yeah, it is it's it is a weird feeling, but it's like, you have to recenter yourself on like, okay, what am I now that I'm done with the challenge? Like. <laughs> well, what do I do with my life? And it's
1: very, very interesting. Were you more introverted growing up? Like, let's just say, like, in your teen years? Um, Yes and no. So, like, there's there's a weird,
0: like, duality with me where I think I'm, like, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up. I was very social, did a lot of activities at school, after school, all that. But I'm also the guy where during my summers between, like, ninth grade and 10th grade, I would never leave my house. I would sit there, play video games, play like the Sims or play something on my computer, hang out with my online friends and not leave the house for like two or three months. I mean, I would leave, but you know, I wouldn't go do things. Um, And I'm kind of still that same person where I'm social when I'm in social settings. I can be the life of the party, do all these amazing things, dance on tables. And then I can also just come home and sit here for two weeks and not talk to anyone except for my cat. So I don't know if I'm like an ambivert or whatever, but I definitely have my, like, I get energy from both places, I think, um, but too much of either one is is bad for me, so I like to be somewhere in the middle.
1: I think you identify as an extrovert and introvert, then. Yeah, I, okay, may,
0: maybe that's a thing, but yeah, I, it's, people don't actually realize that about me, and I know when P- Bessie says he's an introvert, people kind of give him shit, but, like, I, I think I am in some ways, too, because... I really do get my energy at home being with my cat. If I'm out for a long weekend, like you won't see me for five days. I'm just going to be here. I'll go to the gym, listen to my music, play. Like I play a game called smite a lot on my computer. I'll play that. I'll go play Fortnite, call of duty and -hmm. I'll just engage online with people and not actually have to see people in person.
1: That's great. I mean, I'm kind of like the same way. I don't, I like my sp- like I like socializing, but I also like my space too. Like yeah. I, don't, I get like too. Um, I don't want to say claustrophobic, but if there's mm-hmm. like I don't do well with like a big crowd. If that makes sense. So- yeah, I
0: can do it like once every now and then, but like young Corey, I would go out all the time and party, go to clubs. Now I'm I'm 33. I'm slowing down. I, I'm like I'm like a grandpa. I mean, it's funny because Emmanuel, on this season he would tell me like Corey, you're like a you're like a cranky grandma. All you do is complain, and you're angry all the time. I mean, not that I'm angry, but it's like you—he's like you nag a lot, and I'm like, "Yes, I am a nagger. I like—I like to be alone. And if things aren't like exactly how I want them to be, I'm probably going to nag you to change it. Like, pick that up, put that over there. Why'd you use my lotion? Like stuff like that."
1: I, I got to ask coming into the season because, you know, like um, I saw you share the, you know, the cast photo a couple weeks ago and, uh-huh. uh, you, you know, you joked about how you kind of stood out from everybody, like, because of how big you were. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I got to ask, like, did the, um, did the, what did the training prep look like coming into this? Was it different than, you know, spies, lies and allies? Did you change anything up about your, Yeah, uh-
0: it actually was. So I was probably like 220 pounds going into this season. Whereas I think on Spies, as and Allies, I was like maybe 230. So I was actually bigger then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that I like, realized between then and now is the challenge is so much more about your endurance and how you can use your strength than just having the strength. Like, obviously, in my elimination that me and Michelle lost, my size was part of the problem. I wasn't nimble enough as Huey and Amber to maneuver around you know, what we had to do in that elimination, and that made us go home. So this time around, I wanted to be strong, uh, but I wanted to feel like I could move better. So I was eating a lot cleaner, not doing as many Taco Bell trips as I wanted. Um, I was running three miles multiple times a week. uh, And just like my training went from like strength based exercise to more you're doing strength, but you're doing a lot of higher reps, shorter rest periods and stuff like that. Because there are people like Emmanuel and Jay who are like, very lean like they're they they're, they're very strong and i knew if it came down to like oh there's an endurance muscular thing they would probably be able to beat me at that i mean jay beat a off on like a hanging thing yeah i weigh like double jay if i was hanging on something at the same time as him i guarantee his grip would be long would be hold on longer than mine and so that's all stuff i was thinking about like obviously i didn't know i was going to be the biggest one coming into this season but i knew in general i wanted to feel lighter on my feet
1: I think traditionally too, when you look at like most of the, you know, at least on the male side challengers, yeah, the ones that have the most success are those that are like, not necessarily the biggest or strongest, but those that are kind of able to carry their own body weight mm-hmm, for, mm-hmm. for a longer sustained period of time. Like you look at somebody like Jordan, for example. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Yeah. Excels in like final settings because those mm-hmm. typically boil down to like who could go f- farther longer the longest yeah Yeah. exactly that's like when i
0: look at it's like you know we have this season horacio jay emmanuel even like callum and kieran they're all a very similar body type and then you have me just this like big loof like if i have (laughs) to wrestle somebody okay i might win if i have to you know tug of war i'm probably on paper me and ed are probably the strongest muscle wise and then James as well, but like, yeah, it's 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 very interesting because no matter what you do, there's some disadvantage. That's why I like the challenge. You can't just be, you can't check these boxes and like somehow you're going to be the automatic winner. It's like, will it be the bigger guys? Will it be like the leaner guys? Will it be somebody in between? Um, and yeah, it's, you know, I don't know if there's a third time around. I don't know what my body's going to be like. What should I do? I don't know. We'll see how this season goes for me, but I want it to be
1: lighter definitely this time. We'll see. Yeah. Did you feel like your time away at all helped you in any way? Do you, you yes, know?
0: actually. Um, I really wanted to be on Ryder Dies. And, you know, I think people know this. I was almost on that with Michaela, but she wasn't able to, uh, you know, take the time off of work without jeopardizing her job. So she chose that. And, the, you know, I had a longer period between my first and second season than, you know, I would have had hoped. And I actually think that benefited me because I found myself, I think I was losing out or I was, I was losing sight of what's important when it in comes when it, in terms of like, pers- like being who I am and like being on the challenge. I was willing to like try to be friends with people that I probably wouldn't normally try to be friends with just because it might be a better alliance for me in the next season. Like I was doing these things that not to say I was being fake, but I was putting myself in situations where it's like, I would probably rather not be here, but I feel like I have to engage with these people because I might be on a season with them. Um, and it kind of revamped my whole like ideology of what's important in the challenge. For me, it's my relationships with people and doing my best. And when I say relationships, I mean my real relationships. Like if I tell someone I have their back, I'm going to have their back and I want to believe they're going to have mine too. Not just the surface level. Like, Oh, Hey, yeah, we're besties. We're friends. Cause everybody somehow after a season is besties. And I'm like, how are you besties when you hated each other in the house? But like, I didn't, I don't want to be that. And I felt like I was becoming that. And the time away, allowing me to refocus on just my friends that are not in the reality TV world and my friends that I just play Magic the Gathering with every week and board games, like getting regrounded with all of them meant that coming into the season, I knew just how to navigate more socially. And I saw it more as these are this is social for the game not necessarily social for me as Corey. because when the season's over they're not part of my life so it's not really that important to try to make them part of my life i just need to play the game and try to win and um so that that was my thought process coming in so i think it did benefit me
1: yeah and even just from like what i've noticed from just an outsider's perspective too from like just like present time heading into Mm -hmm. 39 with you i noticed like you seem to be in like much higher spirits too, and like mm-hmm. even like with the social media part, I noticed like when you first came into Spies, Lies, and Allies, you came in strong. Episode one, it seemed like everybody yeah. was like, "We love this guy." He just yeah. like, crushed this elimination, um, yeah. and then it felt like you had this situation by the end where it was almost like you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. And then like, yeah. I saw like just a bunch of like nasty stuff going on in terms of like, yeah. you know, certain fans coming after you. Yeah. And, I, and, I, I It's, it's interesting. Cause I
0: think, so part of the reason why I think I'm good on reality TV is I'm a very reactive, emotional person that also transcends to the internet. So like if somebody tweets me, um, in a way that I feel like I'm not happy with, I, I would say something, you know? Because I'm like, whatever, this is me. Um, however, I think I've got to take myself less seriously. Like, that's something that I plan on doing this season. Like, I, I want to have, like, I had so much fun on 37, Spies, Lies, and Allies, like, on the show, after the show, and then somehow it turned into, like, a negative thing and now it's just like i'm gonna have fun the whole time you know like i'm i was there to try to win and i did things i thought were my best interest to win i think some fans will like some of the decisions some fans won't like the decisions but at the end of the day i was doing what was best for me in the in any given moment and now just seeing people's reactions to me is just going to be part of the part of the part of the show like i yeah you live long enough to become the villain hopefully i can become a hero again in people's eyes but we'll see I just think I need to like, I I go, that was part of getting too deep in the challenge world where it was like people's opinions were starting to become like, feel like a reality to me. Like, oh my gosh, people hate me. I'm, you know, I'm spiraling because I'm a very big spiraler. Uh, But now that I can just step away and be like, you know, this is the challenge. Things that happen there, happen there. And then I have my outside of the challenge life that I'm more integrated with instead of like, I was sacrificing too much of what was important to me outside of the challenge to try to pursue the challenge world that now I think I have a better balance on Corey Lay versus Corey Lay, the challenger, you know, like they're, they're not fighting for their identity anymore.
1: Was that like a a real thing for you? Like where you had to like, check yourself in the moment, be like, Oh, shit, I might have just kind of dove deep in this rabbit hole a little too much. (laughs) I mean, not at the moment. So I'm a very
0: like I'm very reactive in the moment and then after mm-hmm. the moment passes I'm pretty like reflective like I'm I'm very aware of some of the things I've done in the past said about people and stuff or is it's not probably the best path I could have taken uh and I just try to um take it on the chin and learn and then hopefully don't make the same mistake twice one thing about me I will I will make mistakes that is guaranteed and I will also try my best to learn from those mistakes and you'll see that even with this season it's like you know, you come in with one plan for how you think you might have to do things. Um, you might make mistakes. And then it's, do you just keep making the same mistake? Or do you own up to it and move forward? I'm hoping that the interpretation is that I moved forward and, be and, you know, learn from my lessons. But, you know, we'll see. I had a, I had a really fun time. And I want to have fun with the social media side of things this time, too. Um, mm-hmm. Although me and Big T already got in a fight on Twitter like
1: two <laughs> months ago. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm off to a good start. Oh man, your plan might <laughs> be blown up before it even starts. <laughs> I'm joking. We'll see. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, one thing I've also always enjoyed about you as well is for those that you know have listened to me, they know that I'm like diehard for like OG and real world. But one thing I've noticed with you, Corey, is like when mm-hmm. you've come in and even some of the things you've even said on social media is like you you've paid it, you've paid like homage and like mm-hmm. paid your respects to like those that came before you like you oh recognize yeah. the past history of you know what the show was built on yeah um, so i just kind of want to ask you like what was your first memories of you know the challenge as yeah
0: player? it's so funny because the very first memory i think of i actually still don't know what season this was but they recently redid this on all stars but there was the challenge when they had to like melt the ice with their bodies um like oh, that yeah. was one okay. of the it was one of the like the dailies back i can't remember what season it was or anything but I was either in high school or middle school something. That is my earliest memory of watching the challenge. I used to sit on MTV all the time and watch it. But I remember they were, like, in their little outfits. They were dragging each other's bodies across the ice trying to melt it. Uh, that's my earliest memory. And then I have just things that stand out. Like, Coral was always a big deal to me. Like, as a gay man, I just love femme fatales. And to me, she's an outspoken femme fatale. Um, what did she say? It was like uh i wrestle i beat bitches up or something like that is iconic to me like i i remember those things and i know we would not be at season 39 without them um and so i try my best like even though like one i never thought i would be on the show i never thought there was any realm of possibility that i would somehow end up on the challenge and so now that i'm here it's kind of like i don't want to lose sight that this is a really cool thing and that I don't want to pretend like I'm better than people just because I'm on it now. And, you know, the 39th season, it's like, no, the people who paved the way are why the show is still here. And I look back to like the Franks and the Marlins and the Prestons, like holding it down for the gay men on the show. And now I get to be part of that small, really cool group of people who've been on the show. Um, and that's also, also part of my motivation for wanting to like come back for a second season is we haven't seen you know, an openly queer man do well on the challenge in a very long time. And to me, that's something that I want to prove. I want to come in and show, yeah, we can win eliminations. We can win dailies. We can make it to finals. We could even win the whole show because it's historically, we just go home very early or if we make it to a final, like we don't win. I think the last time an openly gay man was in a final was like frank and that was like 15 seasons ago yeah Mm. that is a wild thing 15 seasons ago so that's where i'm at coming into the season it's like how can i break the mold and be the person that can break through and and like just pave the way like get more queers on the show. Let's all get to the final. I have one of us win. And then I'd be, I mean, obviously on the women's side, we've got Casey has won. That's amazing. But on the men's side, it's just like, I, I want to see us do much better than we do historically.
1: Yeah. And I think just like, as, you know, society too, and the way we've evolved, we've definitely mm-hmm. like made significant strides in yeah. like, you know, accepting totally queer people. Like, yeah. you know, back in the day, like they were almost seen as like cannon fodder. On the show, yeah, like
0: like the butt of the joke sometimes, and just like you know, obviously I have a very fiery personality, but like they're not casting me just to be like the token gay guy. They're casting me because you know I have a good chance at winning, I think, or at least yeah. maybe they. At least I think I do. I don't know, but <laughs> they think I do too yeah. because like I am, you know, I'm not just there to to be a character. Like I'm Corey, a fully fleshed person, even Huey as well. Like it was really important for me this season coming in like wanting to work with huey because i don't like the way uh i treated him on season 37 i don't like that we fought with each other i don't like that the only other queer man i chose to go against to an elimination i'm very glad he beat me to be honest it taught me a lesson of just like you know don't sacrifice your morals to try to get further in the game which i felt like i did because I, at the end of the day, I don't want to be the reason why another queer man leaves the challenge. I don't competition aside, whatever aside, I don't care. I want to like like this is my brother in crime, and so I I want to see everyone do well. That's you
1: know on my side of the on my mm-hmm. side of the community. If you don't mind me asking, what did uh, yeah. your com- what did your coming out story look like? Because I remember yeah. I remember on the, your very first episode you you know, kind of saying how the interaction with your father went down and he was very accepting and open of it. Could you kind of walk me through that, you know, and what kind of led up? Yeah, Totally. I've been very lucky in that, um, although I felt a lot of
0: internal, um, turmoil of like, you know, when I was younger coming out, I didn't have any negative experiences with my family or any of my close friends. So for me, it was, I was 14 years old and, uh, I think my mom had overheard me on the phone with one of my best friends His name was William. He was also gay. Uh, We were like best friends in high school. And I don't know what we said. Maybe something that indicated I was gay. And then she just asked me. She was like, Corey, are you gay? Do you have something to tell me? Uh, And at first I was like, no, I'm not. And then I think a day later, I was like, okay, mom, you got me. Like, I am gay. And then, you know, I told my dad. And I felt a lot of internal pressure before that moment. Just because my dad, to me, is like the idea of what masculinity is. Like, he was always the coach in every sport I played. He was just a very like, I don't want to say tough love type of dad, but it's very much like if I had to write down what is a stereotypical macho man, that's my dad. And so I was afraid of, am I going to disappoint him if I'm not just like him? And obviously liking men is different. And I was like, is he going to see me as weak or feminine or like not as good and just come at me? Not that my parents ever said anything negative about gays growing up, Um but then when I did come out, my dad was just like, Corey, you know, you're my son. As long as you're a good person, I don't care who you're attracted to. Like, you know, you can make good choices in your life, do good things. I'm always going to love you and support you. This doesn't matter. And um, it changed my life in a way because to have the support of my family, the people closest to me, now it's kind of who cares if other people don't like me or get me because my family does. They innately know who I am. They always have and they've never judged me for it. And I think it's given me the courage and strength to, like, be the Corey I am today. Like, what is it? I don't know, 16, 17 years later? You know, Mm -hmm. I've been an out gay man since I was 14 years old. And, like, to me, it's it's beautiful. So, you know, I love sharing my story, um, and I hope I can, like, there's a lot of people still in the closet to this day. Maybe some people won't come out, but I'm hoping that my time on the challenge is able to give people some type of courage or identity. Cause I knew I watched Karamo on the real world and then the challenge. And I saw myself in him and I'm hoping somewhere, somewhere out some way, somewhere out there I can be someone else's Karamo. Like he's way cooler than me. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> at least I'm there. So somebody can be like, Oh, Corey's there. Maybe I can be there too. So
1: Yeah, Yeah. listen, there's no shame in not being, you know, cooler than Karama. I think a lot of people aren't cooler than Karama. He's
0: extremely cool. He has no TV shows, Queer Eye. I follow him. I follow him forever on everything. He's just someone that I've always seen as, like, just very cool. I never saw a black gay man on TV until him. Like, I saw a bunch of, like, you know, white white gay guys and things like that. But it feels different or felt different seeing Karama. Because I was like, that could be me when I'm older.
1: So it was really cool. I think that's why it's so like, I I think why his role is so important and impactful too, is because he's got, not only is he, he's gay, but Mm -hmm. he's also black too. So that's Mm -hmm. like two different lines of oppressed. Yeah. And sometimes they don't intersect very well
0: together. Um, It's getting better now, you know, as, as the world and we, as society become just more aware of things that, that are different and different combinations of things. And, um, it's definitely like my path on MTV is probably easier because of people like Preston and, and Karamo existed on the, on the network, um, which is so crazy to me. I actually had a moment where I was listening to like Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. This actually happened when I was in Croatia filming season 39. Um, Beautiful by Christina Aguilera came on. I remember being a little kid watching that music video on MTV. And that was like the first time I saw Gamin kissing that way in a music video. And then fast forward X amount of years later, now I'm filming a TV show for MTV. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a full circle moment because I used to watch this channel just just to find representation and belonging. And now I'm on it. Like it's, it was a really emotional moment for me. And it was like such, I was like a random day. I just happened to be in Croatia. The song came on shuffle. And I just like had this, like, like this moment of like, wow, this is really cool. And I never in a thousand years thought that I would ever be in a situation like this.
1: Yeah. So, you you know, you, you obviously mentioned about, you know, your family being accepting. I got to ask, like, what, what was it maybe like amongst your peers? Like, did Mm -hmm. you experience like any type of negativity from that? You know,
0: I've been so lucky. Like I was, when I came out, you know, I was on the football team in high school. So I was cool with the jocks and like the cheerleaders and stuff um i was a gamer so i was hanging out with like the nerds and the geeks too so like i was this weird like thing that could just transcend different groups through high school and then when i came out it kind of wasn't a big deal because everyone already knew me and i was like oh yeah that's just cory um nice. so i i literally i have had a very lucky i had a very lucky experience i also grew up in southern california which is just a generally more liberal progressive place compared to other places in the world um so no animosity, you know, it's, I actually said this once, like I've been called more slurs on Twitter since being on the challenge than I ever heard of in my life, but it's just, it's just funny. Um, a lot of people get their anger out online and they try to make you uh, get sad, but
1: you know, wow, that's terrible. <laughs> I know it's that's like, it's like a silver lining, but it's also like terrible at the same yeah. time. Look, people have to get it out somewhere. It's okay. I think it out
0: of me. I'm a, I'm a strong person
1: yeah <laughs> but then i might react back and then i and then i look like the bad guy but it's okay <laughs> well you're into video games you mentioned mm-hmm. um w- was that like an ambition of yours growing up like when i when i get older like i want to mm-hmm. be like a uh you know video game designer or do you have any other ambitions growing up yeah no it definitely was i think from
0: the the first time i like one i played video games forever i have two older brothers So we had an an NES, and SNES, we had like every single Sega Genesis, every Sega console, everything. So I grew up playing games and I always like imagined making them. Um, When I was in middle school and high school, like I mentioned earlier, I didn't really leave my house during the summers. What I did do was I played video games and I taught myself how to make them. So I taught myself how to program. I did uh, online things. I bought books to teach you how to program. And I made really rudimentary video games just for fun on my computer. And I always knew it's what I wanted to do. And somehow, you know, when I was 20 years old, I got my very first gaming job. And I've been in the industry now for 13 years, which is wild. And um, I get to make games. Like, it's always been a goal, and I'm really lucky that I was able to achieve it.
1: Wow. Do do you have like a... um... Is there one game that like you know you kind of have to like play every day like or do you like yeah it so, yeah so I I play a game called Smite a
0: lot it's mm-hmm. like a, a this like I don't know I'm probably be speaking nerd terms I don't know if you're a gamer at all but like it's a MOBA which is like League of Legends if you know mm-hmm. what League of Legends oh yeah is. I know League of Legends is. yeah it's like League of Legends except not because it's you know League of Legends is like top down and you know mouse and keyboard I play Smite with a controller. And it's kind of more like a, like a shooter-style MOBA. Um, I play that almost every day. Like, my, if you look at how many hours I put into that game, it's probably multiple thousands of hours I played. Um, it's kind of like a Call of Duty where it's just little matches you can play over and over again with different characters. And so that's my obsession. But I do play a little bit of everything. I play some Fortnite, play Call of Duty. I just got done playing Starfield, which is like the big sci-fi game from Microsoft that just came out uh but literally if i'm not at the gym if i'm not working if i'm not on the challenge i'm probably sitting in front like where i am right now playing video games on my computer like that's just that's just who i am
1: you're are you smash brothers fan i suck at smash bros
0: but i love smash bros so yeah i will play it but i will never think i will win that's the one game I'm very competitive where I will play it, and I'll be okay if I lose. If I lose anything else, even a Mario Party, if I lose Mario Party, it's done. I'm very angry.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm, like such a, I'm such an old-school, like, like at-heart type of person, so, like, when it comes to, like, let's just use Madden, for example. Oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm, like, on my 360, playing, like, old Madden games. Like, I'm not even playing, like, oh the new ones. Um, yeah. When it comes to, like, Grand Theft Auto, for example, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll be playing, like, gta 4 more than Dubai. yeah like that's oh, just like, kind of so you like, you like
0: more like are you a nostalgia gamer like you just you like the nostalgia of it you just prefer the older i'm like style? a
1: traditionalist like okay. once you okay. know once like all these new things gets gets added it becomes like com- too convoluted for me i'm very simple like ah. if it's, you know if everything's simple for me simple if it's not broke don't fix it that makes sense because games have x there's a lot going on in games these days like there's
0: a thousand things to do they were very simple back in the day and i play a lot of older games too whenever like on steam if there's everything anything on sale that i grew up playing it's like oh let me go buy that and relive it and play it for a couple hours
1: listen i'm gonna i'm gonna deliver you a hot take right now and you're gonna have to tell me what you think okay Um, i think the gamecube is the greatest console ever made Okay, I'm going to say no,
0: okay. but <laughs> you're close, <laughs> because I think the Sega Dreamcast is the best console ever. Okay. Did you ever have a Sega Dreamcast? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so I like the GameCube. There was like, I think that was the first one Luigi's Mansion was released yep. on. Oh my God. I think God, Animal Crossing. On that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Luigi's Mansion was amazing. I think Animal Crossing debuted on that. Um, so I enjoyed my GameCube, but I have a hot take. Okay, go for it. I everyone loves Nintendo games. I'm not that big of a Nintendo gamer. Like people go crazy whenever a new Mario comes out and things like that. But outside of Pokemon, it's like I don't really care about Nintendo.
1: Yeah, saying so it. I mean, like I appreciate what they've done for the gaming. Yeah. you know, industry, totally in world or whatever. And I love my Switch. It's great. I just, oh yeah, Switch is great. Um, yeah, I've believe it or not. I mean. I think the Wii, like, the original Wii, is kind of overrated. I, I kind of feel that way. Just because, like, nope. I, the controls is, like, really, like... what? Yeah. They, the reason why I gravitate towards, like, the 360 and the GameCubes, because, like, the it's handheld easy. controller... Yeah. so easy. You don't like, have but, to do this, and you have to have your wrist strap on in case you throw the thing. No. Yeah.
0: Although, I did love, like, Wii Tennis and, you know... Oh, the, yeah, Wii that would be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I... I i agree the wii i mean i love my the thing is i love every, everything but if i mm-hmm. have to nitpick it's like yeah i didn't really love the wii i'm glad we're on a switch now with like a regular controller although they have the small ones but at least they're regular controllers
1: you know yeah, switch is great are, yeah. are you an xbox or ps guy xbox 100 i am a very big, agree on that one <laughs> okay I,
0: i'm a very big microsoft fanboy like i love halo i love everything that they do and i'm just like if I had to choose, which hopefully I don't have to, I just buy every console, but if I had to choose just Xbox, but I'm more of a PC guy these days, which it, these days PC is kind of like an Xbox, all the games go to both and I don't have to worry about what I'm buying something on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Aside of video games, like growing up, did you have anything else that kind of interests you, like movies, anything like that?
0: Yeah. I, I used to be more of a movie buff than I am now. Um, but I do enjoy like a good series of movies. Like I'm a big Marvel fan, like MCU. Uh, I do think that they've kind of dropped the ball lately. I will admit that. The Marvel movies aren't as good as they used to be. Um, I used to watch a lot of anime, too. But like mm-hmm. I've kind of become... I feel like it's harder to find the time the older you get. So now yeah. it's like all of my interests have just kind of thumbed up into gaming. When it used to be like, oh, I used to read a couple books every month. And then I would watch the TV series and watch a bunch of movies. And now it's like, okay, I'll see a movie every other month or every two months, and then I'll just play video games all day. But I don't know. I've, I'm really boring, which is what I'm realizing as I get older. Like, I go on dates, and like, I'm, you know, I'm single as hell. I go on dates, and I'm like, oh, what do you do for fun? I'm like, you yeah, know, I don't know. I just play video games. Do you like video games? And if they don't, I'm like, oh, well, we're probably not a fit then because I just want to play video games with you. I don't want to. <laughs> Go do other things.
1: Let me ask you this too, because um, do do you find that like, because typically at least like with me, like I'll find like some one thing I'm passionate about, right? Mm-hmm. And then like you you know you just said about like you know with the time and stuff and not having mm-hmm. it, do you find that like you know your like mental capacity just does, like automatically just like pushes things away, like you don't almost have like the storage, like so many different things going on at once? Yeah. No, I
0: definitely have gotten that way. It's that's partly why I just turn off my brain and play the same game. It's because, mm-hmm. I to, like, sometimes after work, you know, it's like, okay, it's five or six p.m., what am I gonna do? I do, I do, I want to focus on a TV show for an hour, or do I just want to aimlessly do something? Do I want to drive somewhere? No, I probably mm-hmm. don't. So it's like, yeah, I just fall into the same kind of like pattern every day. Like, I feel like I'm a robot, I wake up at the same time every day. <laughs> go to the gym at the same time every day. Eat at the same time every day. But it just, it works for me. It's very weird.
1: Are, are you a morning or afternoon gym person?
0: Uh, I wake up at 5 a.m. every day to go to the gym. Me too. That's, oh, that's you do? My, okay, good. Yeah. So you're one of my people then. I yeah. bed at 9 p.m. Everyone is like awake doing things. I'm like, no, I need my bedtime. I'm earlier than
1: that. I'm like 8. So as soon as we um, get off this, I'm like... Oh my gosh! What time do you wake up in the morning? So, like, do you wake up at four? Or go to the gym like, at five? Like four, four thirty. Yeah. Oh
0: mm-hmm. my gosh, yeah. that's amazing. So you're better than me because I five is the earliest I can go. Otherwise, I think I would just I would not be a happy person.
1: Yeah, it's about four. like once you once you become like acclimated to it, I think like your your you know, your body just kind of tell like registers to your to your body. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's
0: true. And I think for me, like you know, I'm one of the challenges with like a real job. It's like, I work till like six some days. So it's like, okay, I don't want to go to bed right at eight. Cause then it's, I only get two hours to myself after work. So like, but then three hours isn't that much either. So, you know, it is, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I make it work.
1: How has like your dating life been either, you know, positively or negatively impacted from, you know, being on TV. You know, it, the being on the challenge
0: part, hasn't impacted it much. Some people will bring it up. And I think some people, some people bring it up later, like, Oh, we've been talking for a month. And then they'll suddenly say, Oh, by the way, the challenge, you know, some people make it obvious early, but I think my biggest issue with dating is just me. I think Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't invest the time in getting to know other people. i pretty much make the decision. Like I either like you or I don't really early. And it kind of fizzles out for me. Um, so, dating is not a problem because of the challenge for me. It's a problem because of me. I just, like... I, and also, I don't open up to people. Like, I'm very dramatic, and I'm, like, emotional, except when it comes to dating. Like, that's the one thing where it's, like, I would just rather keep it over there. I'm fine with
1: just me and my kitty cat. Are you able to attribute, like, the uh, unwillingness to open up to anything? Oh, my gosh. That's a deep question. Um, Honestly, what I think
0: it really stems from is like, I think I'm a little bit too independent and a little bit too, um, I like being in control a little bit too much, which Mm -hmm. is why it's like, you know, after being on challenge season, I come home and I like kind of just like I'm home alone just by myself. and That feels amazing to me because I like being in control and the idea of bringing somebody else into my world, that's going to make waves or not make waves like negatively, but like, change the status quo i don't Mm -hmm. really want to do um and to be honest i probably do just have a bunch of walls up for being disappointed by dating over the course of my life like i'm 33 i'm single um probably a little bit bitter probably a little bit uh jaded so i don't know that's a great question I should. Oh, you did, you yeah.
1: didn't sign up for therapy, but I figured I'd give it to you.
0: I, <laughs> I got a therapy session, you know. But no, I think yeah. it is. I think it's just my uh, a little bit jaded, and I need to let people in more. Um, I let people in to a certain extent, like people can impact me emotionally, but then I don't let them into like the deeper side of me, um, gotcha. which is crazy because you know being in a house or are film twenty four seven. Those sides of you that like you typically try to hold in, or not hold in, but th- that you try to like not get impacted, start getting impacted, and so I actually learned a lot about myself on this season because of uh, because of that. I did on thirty seven, like on spies, lies, and allies. I did too. I think you know when you're when you're f- not forced out of your comfort zone, when you're out of your comfort zone of like I'm in control of everything all the time, and now I'm in control of nothing, and also around people that. I didn't choose to be around; they're just around me. It, you really need to learn a lot about you. Like so I learned a lot about me. I also there's a lot of insecurities that come out when I think you're in a challenge house, um, at least for me. And you know, you never really feel safe because part of it is part of it's the game. It's like, oh, do I feel this way because I'm nervous about the game, or am I just like being insecure right now because I am like an insecure person? I don't know.
1: Mm. It's a like, great questions. Yeah. Well, wow. we're we're <laughs> gonna find out once the once the show comes. <laughs> yeah, I think if there's one, <laughs> yeah, there's one thing anyone knows
0: about me is I, I, like, I I'm very emotional. I think on every single show I've been on, I have probably screamed and cried on all of them, uh, and that definitely happens again this time, uh, but
1: hopefully in new and exciting ways. Yeah. So, we'll see. It, it it's kind of amazing the, the you know the reach now in terms of like you know where they're finding people. Like I remember yeah. you know before ever knowing you when I saw like twelve dates of Christmas, I was yeah. like at first to like a challenge like to a you know yeah. a challenge fan who's like black and white. It's real world yep. or road world seeing that right. often, and man, then me, the most
0: man. random show. So part of me it's like I don't even like when when the when I got announced being on Spider Lives and Allies, like, you know. I didn't even take it offensively. They're like, who the heck is this Corey guy? What is 12 dates of Christmas? Like, what is this thing? Um, and part of that is also my motivation for this season. It's like, I do want to show not just myself, but everyone that I am a challenger. Like, although I may come from the most random show that you may have or haven't seen that is no longer streaming on HBO Max since they changed it to Max, the show has gone. So it doesn't even exist anymore. But it's like, how can I prove to myself that I deserve to be here? Because there was a part of me who, like, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome or whatever, but it's like, do I actually deserve to be here? Why am I here? And now that I am here, what do I do with it? Because I don't want this to be, um, I just want it to be a waste of time. And I think that's how I played the game. It's like, walking into this, I made the conscious decision in my brain that, like, if this is the last time I do this ever in my life, I don't want to walk away feeling like I could have done something I didn't do because that's how I felt on 37. On 37, I left way sooner than I ever would have imagined. And because of that, I, I was waiting to buy my time. I was like, oh, I'll have another week to like build alliances. I'll have another week to be strategic. I'll have another week to win this, to win the challenge. This time, every single day, it was like, what if this is my last day? What should I be doing? Who should I be talking to? What move should I be making? And it's like I had a different lens on the challenge this time. Um, because who knows? Like, what if I never do it again? I don't know what's in the future. And I don't I want to don't look, look back and enough. be like, I, mean, I don't know.
1: I, I, lo- I love that outlook because, like, this is something that existed back in the day. Like, people people weren't like with the you know mindset of like oh you know i could phone it in i could phone it in this week i'll just be back on the next one you know whatever like they were playing this like it was you know this 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 is my last day like let's you know let's let's ride here and um yeah i I see some similarities in you that um you know I, i enjoyed with like you know old school cast members mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. it is it, it is true i mean i'm not even just saying that it's like i i do have a job you know i have a career that i've built for 13 years and what if this is the last time i do it not just because not 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 that they won't call me maybe but what if i just don't have the opportunity like i've been very lucky on both occasions i was able to take off time from work and then still come back and have a job that may not always be the case. Like you know, it happened with Rider Dies with me and Michaela. Michaela's job wasn't going, you know, she wasn't gonna be able to leave for that amount of time without it jeopardizing her job. And I don't know if there is a season 40, 41, 42, whatever, if things will line up again to where I can do the show. And so um yeah, it just it is it was very important to me not not to waste my time. And I think like I said earlier, the not being on ride or dies is the reason why I think this way. Because in my head after 37, I was like, oh, I'm just going to do them all now. I'm always going to be on the challenge. I'm always, they're always going to call me. I'm always going to do it. It'll always be a guaranteed thing in my life. Maybe, you know I mean? That was just me getting ahead of myself. I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm a like, very pie in the sky kind of guy. I'm a dreamer, which is why I've achieved what I've achieved in my life so far. Um, but having the realization like, oh crap, this could just be pulled underneath me. You know, it wasn't my fault I wasn't on ride or dies. It was the fact that um, somebody I was tied to wasn't able to do it. And so that impacted me. And for all I know, that might happen again. And so hope for a new champion, if this is my last season I ever do, which hopefully it's not, but if it is the last one I do, I left nothing. on um, Nothing left unsaid. The nothing left behind. undone. If I wanted to say something, I said it. If I wanted to do something, I did it. And um it's just going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. Cause every, a lot of people are playing for the next season. They do that every time, even on this season, battle for new champion. There are people that are playing for the next season instead of playing for right now. And mm-hmm. I, that's not how I wanted to do it. Well, I'm glad. Cause we yeah. Need that. Yeah. <laughs> but it also means that, I'm, you know, I'll be open to a lot of, a lot of opinions from people, of What I did or what I do. Yeah. Well, no spoilers.
1: Well, yeah, I know. You
0: know? But it's just it's just gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'll have to watch myself too. And like in the moment you think things are the right decision, and then now watching it months later, uh, I'll be able to see was that actually the right decision. And what's interesting too is you never really know what other people were doing. And watching the show is gonna be great because what were they saying when I wasn't in the room? What were they doing? What were they planning? I have ideas of what I think other people were doing in the game and um, now I'm either going to find out they're liars or not. And so I'm actually really excited from that aspect. It's like, were you just playing me the whole time or are we actually friends or do we hate each other? Like I, it's, it's it's like watching from a different perspective and it's going to be interesting.
1: Listen, you've sold me on this season
0: just in this (laughs) conversation alone. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's interesting that I think a lot of people are, um, I don't know, under not, not extremely overly excited for this season um, because they don't have some of the vets on there. Like, we have the vets coming in as, or the champs coming in as, like, mercenaries uh, to try to take us out. And, but they're not part of the game. But from my perspective, you're going to see 24 people who have never been put in these situations before. Like, for me, on Spies of the Allies," I made it four episodes, and then I got sent home. I've never made it farther than that. And if I do this time, it's going to be Uncharted territory. And I think for a lot of us, it is going to be Uncharted territory. Like, I watch older seasons and I watch people like Tori and Jordan, like even on the more modern seasons, like they make decisions and they can separate it. Like, oh, this is the game decision. This is a personal decision. I think a lot of us newbies, it's harder to make that distinction. So if somebody makes a game decision we inherently take it more personally because we don't, we haven't been burned a lot of times. And so you're going to see a bunch of people, I think react in ways that maybe the vets wouldn't have reacted in because they've been burned maybe a thousand times where there are times this season where it might be the first time someone's ever been burned. And, um, we get to see that and it's going to be a new perspective that I think the challenge hasn't had in a while. And I'm personally excited to see it because I think it'll be fresh. Um, you have a bunch of people who I think only two or three people have made it to a final ever, which mm-hmm. means on this season, there's a high chance there'll be new finalists. Mm-hmm. And that's just cool. And it's also like, what do they do when they get to the final? Are people going to flop? Are they going like, to, who knows? And it's, it's, I think it's fun from that perspective. Like you could say on my season, the obvious winners, Spice, Lives and Allies, CT and Casey, the obvious winners won. Yeah. And I don't know if this time there is an obvious winner and will they win? I don't know. We'll see, but it's kind of cool having a brand new group of people where it's not as black and white as, Oh, the 16 time champion is going to win or something like that. So it's, it's, I think it's cool. Um, And I really hope that people go into it with that perspective of like, they're going to see something that is, that doesn't have the same faces that they've known in the past, but it should hopefully feel fresh and exciting because that's, that's like a
1: strength of the season, not a weakness in my opinion. Right. You might have your favorites, but you don't have like, you know, it's wide open. It's yeah. Wide open field. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Like I've never been burned in any of the shows I've done. And
0: you know, what if everybody sees how crazy I get when things happen? Like what if somebody goes against me this time? What am I going to do? I'll probably freak out and go crazy. Um, and that's kind of cool,
1: I think. Hmm. Yeah. So, twelve dates of Christmas. I yes. gotta ask was was this another reality show, or was this more of like a? Uh... Yeah. Okay. So it
0: was. Um. It was kind of bachelor esque, except if there were three bachelors. So there was a straight man, a gay man, and a straight woman that were the leads. There were people that were brought in to date them. And then every certain amount of days they would have to decide they'd have three people there. They have to get rid of one. Mm-hmm. And then another person would come in and they'd have three again. And so it was kind of like we were in this castle for, I believe it was like three or four weeks. And then at the very end, it was, who do you take home to meet your family for the holidays? You take them home and then it's like, are we going to stay together? Or are we not once you've met the family? So it was a full on dating show, very bachelor. Um, I was not the person that was the bachelor. I was like one of the daters that came in, Mm -hmm. which although I was disappointed at the time, um, I think me being one of the daters is why I'm on the challenge because I kind of spiraled and uh, I just went crazy because I I wanted to desperately fall in love because I am a a romantic deep down and then it wasn't happening for me. And it was just like, I just went into turmoil.
1: Did, were you recruited for this show or did you, um, you know, send in like an application form or something like how? Yeah, this was a, it was an Instagram DM. Um,
0: I From a casting director, they asked me, hey, have you ever thought about being on TV? Would you be interested in a Christmas themed dating show? And I actually unapologetically and unironically really love Christmas and the holidays. Oh, so yeah. I immediately said yes. So I was like, yes, I would love to. And then it was a series of phone calls and Zooms over a course of a week and then they flew me out and we were in uh austria so it was amazing it was like i had never been to austria ever um we were in a beautiful castle and it was like what what am i doing here like a week ago i was in la like and at the time i was a personal trainer working for myself and i was like my life just shifted randomly in the course of a week and it was very fun
1: very emotional but it was very fun it's it's I find it so wild how social media has like shifted like the yeah. um the reality TV like re- recruitment because back mm-hmm. in the day like the only way you could get on like a reality show was like you had to show up to like a open casting call now yeah. I mean yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard this but like I've heard in some instances like there's almost like like producers will be like profiles on like a dating app. And then, mm, like, I haven't you know, seen them myself, but I've heard that. Like, for some like of the, the Netflix somebody shows. Like, with, yeah. with the intent of getting them possibly on the show. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's
0: very wild. Um, it's very wild. And that's part of the reason why I never ended up on reality TV before this, which is something I've always, like, I would have loved to been on the real world back in the day. But mm-hmm. the idea of making a casting tape and going and doing, like, to me, like, I'm a very lazy person. I don't want to do that. So yeah. I never did it, and so I never got on a show, and so it just kind of, like, presented itself to me, and then I was like, of course I would love to be on reality TV. I watch a ton of dating shows, and I'm single, so let me, let me if I've tried everything in normal life, now let me try non-normal life to see what happens, and things crash and burn, but, you know, it was still fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Was, was the, um, what year was that? Because Real World probably wouldn't have even been around at that point. No, this was after Real World had ended. So this was 20... Oh my gosh. I
0: think it was 2020. Because uh, okay, yeah. Spies, Lies, and Allies was 2021? Yep. Yeah, and that was... yep. So uh, 12 Days of Christmas was filmed in 2020 and then it aired in the holidays of 2020. And then The Challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies filmed, I believe, in spring. Of, two, of the next year. So mm-hmm. it was very much like within a year, randomly I'm on two shows and I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening right now? This is cool. Um, and here I am now, two years later, on the second season of it. I'm just like, wow, this is like this is so cool, which is why I try not to take myself too seriously anymore. It's like, what are the odds? What am I doing here? Why am I on this show? I'm next to people like Michelle who've won Survivor. I'm next to James who has like over a million followers and i'm Nessa who who has like two million followers yeah and i'm this guy from a christmas themed dating show that's no longer even on streaming and it's just like how am i here this doesn't make any sense but it does and i'm there and i just have to have fun while i'm doing it and just
1: seize every opportunity no you should definitely feel you know like honored for them to like consider yeah. you because you're 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 amongst like uncharted territory like there's I never know. been and there will never be another cast member from 12 dates of christmas really <laughs> i really saw something in you yeah to, you know it's so it track. is very wild um and i even
0: think now it's like uh, hbo max isn't even doing uh or max isn't even doing reality shows anymore so it's like i snuck in that the only opportunity that i could have because now, two years later, three years later, there are no dating shows on HBO Max, and somehow Mm -hmm. the challenge found me, and now I'm here, and the challenge is like, part of my little reality TV legacy,
1: so it's cool. I I gotta ask in closing here, since, you know, you come from a, you say you love Christmas, you come from, you know, a Christmas show, are you an Eggnog fan? You know what's really funny? Um,
0: my first time having eggnog was last year at, at like 32 years old. I don't know where I was <laughs> in my whole life. I think the idea, I hear the word eggnog and it just sounds gross to me. Like I love eggs, but like putting mm-hmm. egg in like a milk format just was odd. I don't even know what eggnog is. Is it milk? Like I don't I actually don't I, I'm know gonna I'm is. I'm going to
1: take a stab and assume that it is, but it like tastes so much more thicker than like regular. Well, yeah, and it's like cinnamony. So yeah. despite this tangent, yes, I love eggnog. I drank
0: it for the first time last year, for the very first time, and it was like, I don't know, it changed my. It changed my life. I was like, why did I go this long in my life not eating eggnog just because of the name? Um, I'm very weird. I'm very particular. I also don't things that eat things that are weird colors. Like if something is like purple, I probably won't eat it, except for onions. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm very weird. I'm very I'm very particular. Um, So eggnog, but I've scratched that off the list. We like it now. It's good.
1: Cool. Yeah, you got me excited for Christmas. I'm excited for the holidays in general. Yeah. Thanksgiving, right on my wheelhouse.
0: Dates of Christmas season three. I'll come back and I'll drink eggnog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Corey, it was a honor chatting with you today. I'm sure we'll chat again once the uh, season comes out. Yes, and, um, this was yeah. a really fun conversation. I'm glad we finally got to do this.
0: Yeah, it was a pleasure. I can't wait to talk again. And you know, maybe after the season's done, we can get back together and dissect everything that happens since right now uh, it hasn't aired yet so I can't talk about it but it's going to mm-hmm. be a good one I guarantee if, if someone's on the fence about whether or not to be excited for the season they should be excited there's going to be a lot of a lot of craziness uh, and I can't wait to experience it with everyone so it'll be fun thanks so much for having me of course thank you yeah see ya. see ya